Welcome back into another episode of the Hawk Hangout Podcast. This is the Big 2-0. We have made it to episode number 20 coming at you. Uh, and I think we've got a little bit more of an intriguing episode to break down and to discuss today. Uh, episode 6 of the second season of Bad Batch was, I thought, pretty good compared to the past two weeks. Uh, but before we dive into that, of course, Joey, what's going on, dude? How are you, man? Happy February. Yeah, isn't <laughs> that wild? February 1st. Happy one month away from the season three premiere of Mandalorian. Yes, officially one month. Yeah, so lots of lots of fun stuff. But no, doing good. I mentioned we, you know, we, we, we hadn't talked about in this a while. So, you know, I, I we before we started, I was talking about how I've been doing my workouts, you know, all a month. And as part of my resolutions that I kind of wanted to make sure I kept up on. Um, so yeah, this, uh, I, th I think it's a good time to check in to see how we are with our, uh, the resolution <laughs> update. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Joey, you're, you're probably carrying for both of us in the, in the realm of resolutions. I, we were talking about this briefly before we started recording, but, um, maybe like three weeks ago, I pulled my hamstring, um, which was like the first time in my life where I was like, man, I'm not young, young anymore. You know what I mean? Uh, and so it I, gets worse. It gets worse. <laughs> yeah. And so I haven't been able to really run the past three weeks, but so you're, you're carrying for the both of us. <laughs> right. um, but yeah, maybe another resolution update coming, coming at the beginning of March uh, <laughs> when the premiere of Mando comes out rather than just starting off with, oh my gosh, the episode was great. So this is how our resolutions are going. Everyone. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, we're excited for Mando, which, um, Again, is coming out officially in a month's time. And maybe before we get into the episode, we can also just briefly mention another piece of news we received over the past few days, um, that Jedi Survivor is now being delayed another six weeks. Originally supposed to come out on March 17th, uh, is now going to be released on April 28th, which, uh, you know, if a game is going to be better, you know, I can wait six more weeks if it's going to be for the health of the game in the long run. And uh, us, us being big gamers, and we're both probably definitely going to be playing the game. <laughs> Absolutely, um, and it gives me it gives me wait. a little bit more gives me a little bit more time to uh, finish the first one uh, that I'm still on and still on. I'm still I'm a little past halfway there now. The story's getting really good, so uh, I'm excited to see the rest of that. There, I believe there's also either a comic book or a book. That's coming out mm. um, with Cal Kestis as being uh, one of the main characters. Right. Uh, probably should. I don't know. It's it's Jedi something. You know how it's like Jedi Fallen Order, Jedi Survivor. There's another like Jedi, you know, probably should have looked this up. But um, but yeah, so, I, you know, they, they are definitely leaning into Cal Kestis, Cal Kestis and his story. Yeah, there seems to be kind of a growing demand from the Star Wars community that it's only a matter of time before we'll see him in some kind of live action. Um, whether that's an upcoming film or whether they'll throw him in, um, probably not Mando or Ahsoka, just because it's so much further in the future. Unless he's like, I don't know. How cool would it be if like like Mando rolls around and there's just like this elderly right. Cal Kestis? Like, yeah, I don't think it'll happen, but it'd be kind of cool. But yeah, it looks uh, like it's called Jedi Battle Scars. Oh, interesting. Is it a novel or is it a comic book? Um, looks like it's a book. Yeah, look, yeah, it's an actual novel. Yeah, mm -hmm. and that comes out before the game or after? Uh, I don't have a date here. 
But I mean, either way, more Cal Kestis content, I think, is what the general... Oh, March 7th. Oh, okay. So it's it was going to come out before the game either way. Now mm-hmm. we'll have time to kind of digest the content of the book before the game yeah. comes out. All right. Um, I'm going to do a book review now, too. I feel like we're in uh, grade school. <laughs> you know, honestly, this is something that maybe we can we can discuss as well. We could probably do like a once a month sort of thing where we uh, we kind of cover and review a specific Star Wars book. I know there's there's certain mm-hmm. ones that that each of us have read and, and been interested in at certain points. So that's something also we can do. Yeah, you could you can carry the Legends uh, books that I know <laughs> that you you love. I used to keep them all in here. I keep them uh, I keep them in my living room on my bookshelf oh, now nice. and there. But I got a I got a decent collection. Definitely yeah, not. there was there was a sale every so often. The library by us has like just a crazy sale of like books that either people haven't checked out in forever or they just have overstock of. I picked up so many Legends Jet uh, Star Wars books. Yeah, for literally like I I got a paper bag full, like a grocery bag full, for like four bucks. <laughs> it was crazy. Wow. So yeah, I'm, I at some point I got to speed run through some of those books, and because I I do know that there's a lot of. Uh, a lot of people really love the Legends uh, stories. Yes, definitely some solid content. I'm biased towards the Old Republic stuff, but oh yeah, it's all it's yeah. all great. Is are you because I don't remember you picking any of them for uh, for your <laughs> favorite Jedi or your most powerful Jedi? Definitely you know? not. You know what's great is that if we the next time we do, which we plan to do at some point, a we did a top five Jedi draft. Um, we're planning to do a top five Sith draft. The great thing is I can use Revan. Not only for the top five Jedi draft, but I can use him for the top five Sith draft. <laughs> as long as we get our uh, thirty-minute dissertation about why he, uh, who he is again, and yeah. <laughs> what, what uh, how, the importance of him in the in the world. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, uh, until until the time comes when I can uh, talk about Revan again, we are going to continue discussing mainly the Bad Batch uh, for the next couple weeks, at least until Mandalorian drops. Uh, and and con- concerning Bad Batch, I thought this episode, episode six, was probably my favorite since. Oh, I would actually say it was maybe my one of my top two or three favorites of the season so far. Definitely in the top half, I guess. Um, of course, the big point of note in this episode uh, is something that we saw in the trailer for Bad Batch season two what, a month and a half ago. Uh, this Jedi, who we now know is is named Gunji. Or Gungi, I think it was Gungi, G U N G I, is premiering in this episode. He was a part of this episode, and um, we obviously earn learn pretty early on in the episode that when Omega is trying to save him from these, oh, I forget, they were some sort of like droid faction. Do you remember the names of the of those people? Vanguard Axis. Vanguard Axis. Oh yeah, I wrote that there. Okay, uh, so she's trying to save him from the Vanguard Axis. Uh, and you you immediately see him go like, and you're mm-hmm. like, oh oh, you're throwing Jedi at me right now. <laughs> I'm in, I'm in. That's right. It is funny though. Like I've I've, and we've talked about this before on on the podcast that when there seems to be Star Wars content that is like lacking a little bit, I feel like Star Wars has a habit of just like you know throwing a little little classic Star Wars nostalgia spice on it and being like, look. There's a lightsaber. There's Jedi. <laughs> and you're like, yes, Jedi, yes. Yeah, right, right. This uh, is familiar. Right. <laughs> I know that reference. You yeah. Know, like that. Yeah. I, I definitely felt myself feeling that during this episode. Um, there is a part of me that, that wanted, and I don't know 
it, it was a little bit unclear. I got the impression he was going to be staying um, on Kashyyyk at the end of the episode, but I don't know if we'll get any more of him in the rest of the show or not. I, I think it'd be cool if we did, or whether he's readdressed in another show. Um, I hope he wasn't just dropped in this episode, then we like never get to explore right. any of his story again. Um, so I, again, whether it's in Bad Batch or you know maybe season three or even in a different show or somewhere in the future, hopefully, hopefully we get to explore his story a little bit, uh, a little bit more in depth. You know that what's that children's show that's coming out in? Oh, like like Jedi Adventures or something? Yeah, something mm-hmm. like that. I was thinking, like, maybe he'd be, like, the protagonist in that show. Yeah, right. He's the lead. <laughs> yeah, because he's, you know, he's younger. I don't know. Um, But, yeah, and the other cool piece of this episode... Well, I guess, first of all, I'll I'll let you comment on what you think of, of Gunji and, and his involvement in the episode. I mean, these... Any of the Jedi that have survived Order 66 mm-hmm. uh, should have a lot of a lot of emphasis on them. At least on you know if it's for an episode, if it's for a future project, you know we 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 love learning about who actually escaped. Yeah, we got to figure out how he got out. You know, there's there's a lot that could be said about Gunji right away, right? Just just based off of the the story that we know is there, but we just haven't seen it yet. Um, much like Grogu, much like um, uh, Kanan when he was uh, when he was Caleb Doom. Uh, we know those stories are there. So, and uh, when we found out it was, uh, was it Reva? Was that her name in uh, Obi Wan? Uh, Reva. I, Reva. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, like her, her, her story that she was one of the, uh, one of the uh, Jedi there as well. So, I mean, just all, all of that uh, gives you just more promise for the future for these stories. So, I'm for one, I was, I thought it was super cool. Just like you said, once you see that green lightsaber light up, <laughs> there, there's something. We it's in our DNA now. It, we we know it feels like home. We're like this is this is where I belong. This is and I think you are right. When when the storyline starts getting a little bit further and further away of what we know what we know to have uh you know um to be Star Wars, they'll throw in a lightsaber. They they'll throw in a Tie Fighter. They'll throw in you know uh, Darth Vader. Um they'll they'll mention the Emperor. So just to keep all of that together you know like oh by the way this is star wars we're telling a great story but this is star wars please remember you know yeah so i i mean yeah i i i enjoyed seeing and and one thing that i i noticed that kind of kept raising my eyebrow is i don't remember if the if if hunter ever really referred to omega as a kid um but he kept saying it a little bit here like oh they're just kids and oh where are the kids at and and although that's true, like, I, I, I don't know, it's something with that word makes it sound like, oh, you know, we have to watch them. Obviously, like, the more of the parent, the parenting mm-hmm. side of it. I guess that's what, kind of where I'm going with it. Yeah. Is that he's, he's taking more responsibility for the, you know, for the youngling, for Omega, of course, and making sure that they're okay through all of this. Almost, I mean, almost in a way, like, it was backtracking on some of the progression of their relationship in a way. Just because he, he had... It felt like she was getting more and more responsibility. And then this whole episode, he was calling her like the kid, the kid, the kid. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. So it was, it was, it was an. I mean, maybe I'm just grasping at straws here, but you know, I, I just I felt like he was saying that a lot more than he mm-hmm. had ever in the past. Um, and it was just an interesting thing, maybe because there's more of because I mean, there was that episode 
was it last season when they were with Hera? I don't remember him yelling, you know, like, hey, kids, come here, you know, <laughs> like the, the the grumpy old grandpa getting off my lawn, you know, type of thing, like, get over here, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I just thought that it was uh, something that I noticed along the lines there. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm glad you pointed that out, because I guess I didn't necessarily notice it, but now that you're saying it, and I feel like part of that may just be because the episode was centered around Gunji, and, and almost like Omega's compassion for him and, and you know, wanting um to return him home and their companionship that it was almost easy to kind of just group them as like oh the kids the kids the kids but yeah that's interesting i'm i'm glad you pointed that out i did not uh notice that myself but i guess kind of taking that point and <laughs> and running with it on a theme that we've been talking about for i think the at least the past two episodes of the podcast um is that i i feel like we're officially at a point where Bad Batch doesn't feel really like it's a like it's a story about Omega or an, or a story about Hunter or even the Bad Batch really. It just kind of feels like a treasure hunting show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think whenever the first episode was that it felt like that. Maybe it was episode. Well, technically it was the very beginning, and we just didn't know mm-hmm. that that's how the rest of the season was going to be. Um, I guess what I'm trying to say is that I'm almost resigned to that uh, that fact now instead of, like, resisting it and being, like, disappointed by it. I'm just like, okay, like, this is what that show is going to be. And I'm okay with that. Uh, the season, like, season one did not feel that way. It felt very much like this relationship-driven story of the separation of the other four with Crosshair and then the addition of Omega and how she fits into all this. And it really kind of felt like it was building towards something greater. Um, season two has not given me that feeling. And this episode, I don't think, while I liked it a lot, doesn't really, I guess it just finalizes that feeling for me, if that makes sense, that the show this season really is not about um, anything in terms of the greater picture, unless, unless they just do a 180 moving into the second half of the season which would be kind of an interesting choice to make all these like essentially treasure hunting episodes at the first half of the season and then fill the back half of the season with the important stuff. I mean, I guess, but I feel like you lose a lot of your viewership in the process of that. So anyways, that's my long-winded tangent on um, kind of my overall thoughts that we've already talked about a lot the past couple weeks, but just that this episode kind of drove those thoughts home even more, but I'm at peace with it now. I guess it's a better way of, of saying that yeah i think um we really got that message last episode when yes. it was the <laughs> when it was the was it riot racing once mm-hmm. once that happened that was pretty much telling us right away this although we're called the bad batch this story is about just this group of people <laughs> there's no there, you know we're gonna have some fun with it we're gonna you know, we're going to show what we can do uh, in the world of Star Wars. Right. Uh, we can do these ride racings. We could, you know, uh, look, there's a Jedi. And, you know, there's so there, it, it doesn't seem like um, where we looked at, like, something like Andor mm-hmm. uh, or even something like The Mandalorian where, and, and maybe it is the whole, and I, and I hate, to, hate to put it this way, but maybe it's the whole, like, live action versus animated where, you know, there there is a little bit of, 
um, fun that more fun that you could have. There's a lighter tone when you have animation, obviously, and uh, it, it won't be necessarily all story driven. But like you said, you know, season one was very good, and we ended up, you know, really looking forward to season two, expecting kind of the same quality, the same type of story driven um, plot lines that uh, season one had. But like you said, yeah, it just does not seem like that's the way, and that's fine. Um, I kind of wish that we didn't have season one now because and if, if they started season one kind of like this, I'd be like, I, I know what to expect here. Um, but here's the thing. This is the one thing I will say about this, the crosshair episode. <laughs> I yeah. mean, th- th- I mean just that. And, and we, you and I easily, and I could probably speak for you easily, the, our favorite episode of the season so yes. far. And, uh, that, that's why you, that's why we could almost not resign ourselves to it because there's always going to be like, wait, but you had this one in this season. So what are we supposed to do? So it's like bait and switch constantly. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but overall, you know, this was my favorite bad batch episode of the, of the, of the group, obviously mm-hmm. um, with, with the addition of the Jedi, we got some Trandoshans in there. Um, mm-hmm. Saw a couple more clone, uh, clone troopers. So um, where things felt like, uh, again, you see, you see those certain aliens. And can we talk about some of these creatures that they introduced? This <laughs> the spider, spider things. The spider piranha crab claw looking thing. Which... And I, for one, I hate spiders, right? <laughs> I, <laughs> the, the episode of Mandalorian when they had like those huge spiders. Oh, they yeah. hit when the, 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 um, the episode, well, the the Harry Potter movie when they they had the <laughs> hated it, hated it so much. So when this is here, although animated, they they mixed they messed with the animation. They they really did a good job of making them look like keep creepy crawlies, and it, ah, it was just a little much for me. But um, but yeah. So so the, and then we had those lion looking yeah um, the creatures that the, that the, the, the Wookies um, were riding yeah with the ears that kind of went into the eye which was kind of interesting yeah so we got a lot of kashik uh lore Lore. expansion Mm -hmm. in this episode a lot about the trees and how like the trees are ultimately like almost like the source of life on this planet in a way it felt very um avatar-esque to me if Mm -hmm. if Mm -hmm. anyone has ever seen avatar uh, like whatever the, the the mother tree or whatever that's called in in on the planet Pandora, I was I was looking for uh, uh, Chewie's um, grandpa, and the <laughs> um, and the VR headset that he was using in the. Uh... <laughs> you know, oh yeah. By the way, if anyone hasn't seen the Star Wars Holiday Special, that's what that was a reference to. <laughs> but this would also fall during the time like this. This could have been a missed opportunity to just throw Chewbacca into the episode and just I really mean, close just some really lines. lean into it. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, he's around. Yeah, I, I don't know, because at this point, I'm trying to think timeline-wise where he would be. I don't think he would have met Han at this point. Because Solo takes place... I think so. Gosh, we'd ha- I'd have to go back and see like how many years before New Hope Solo takes place, but I, I don't think Chewbacca would have been with Han at this point. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, so, uh, hey, missed opportunity to just throw some fan service Chewbacca into this episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, like you mentioned, the Trandoshans was a cool touch to see them in the episode. And another, I think the only other note I had about Kashyyyk um, was that, did you notice the music that was playing when it, it was almost, um, 
it was it was from the prequels i think and it had this like eerie tone to it and um it had some sort of familiarity to it mm, okay and um i it caught my ear i guess I, I wrote it down at least and so i thought that was also worth noting that although i don't think it was the same exact song or not song you know uh Theme. Back, theme or background music i think it was it was drawn or taken from um the assaults on kashik oh, okay. in um revenge of the sith isn't it revenge of the sith yeah and i i think that's where they were drawing that that from could be wrong but someone fact checked me but i i think that's what that music was uh nice was drawing from there um but yeah that's oh and then the other thing i was gonna say the most savage moment of the episode, going back to the spiders, was when the yeah. <laughs> Tr- Trandoshian leader, I think his name was uh, Venomore, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like getting, getting like whatever they call that when spiders like wind their silk around people to eat them. He's getting wound up in the in the spider spit silk, and then Gunji is like, I thought Gunji was gonna save him, you know? Yeah. And then he's he just he's watches. He's like, nah, nah. <laughs> So I I wasn't so as much as they were looking like spiders, I didn't expect them to spin some silk and then carry a Trandoshan away. That was not at all what I was expecting. So when that happened, I'm like, oh, so they're gonna eat them? <laughs> like that's a, you know that's what I was thinking. I was like, oh, so you guys are gonna eat this thing? Okay, well, yeah, I did not expect that. And I mean, even the Trandoshan yelling. The, I don't know if you noticed that when he was get, getting carried away, he was like, there was a scream. I'm like, oh, this is very re-. And then, like you said, Gunny's just like, oh, look, <laughs> see you later. Did I save him? Mm, yeah. He kind of, like, attacked my home planet. <laughs> right. Past. And and the, um, you know, they were fighting in that fire there, right? Very reminiscent of the Ahsoka Inquisitor um, oh, yeah. battle. Just the, you know, surrounded by fire thing. Uh, fire's a big place to fight i guess um then in a i think uh obviously uh we have the anakin uh anakin obi-wan fight on mustafar there's just lava everywhere there's some fighting there and now there as well so um but yeah and it was just yeah it was it was good it was it was good seeing that i'm i I really wonder what if we're gonna see gunji again um in this season in this season especially yeah and i guess that's a good transition point to talk about the rest of this season which uh this being episode six there's only two well i guess what i'm trying to say is the first half of the rest of this season which will the which will conclude next week the first half um because there is both episode seven and episode eight premiering next week um i would be willing to bet that if you've so for anyone that's seen the trailer for Bad Batch season two, um, there is a real brief, quick image of Emperor Palpatine. I would be willing to bet next one of next week's two episodes, probably the eighth rather than the seventh, is where we'll hopefully get a glimpse of him. Again, I don't think his role in the Bad Batch will really be that important. Uh, but one can always hope, and you know. I I think it's gonna be another one of those moments, kind of like we had this week when when the lightsaber ignited, where you're where you're like, oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Which, by the way, two of like the most iconic sounds in Star Wars history, never really to be uh, related with one another, 
the the igniting of a lightsaber and a Wookiee roar both happening at the same time. <laughs> like, you know, it's, yeah, it was yeah, like, oh right. my gosh, this is awesome. Yeah, in a in a season where you got none of that, or uh, <laughs> uh, or a show that you barely get any of it, right? You got both of them within minutes of each other. Right, right. So I I guess kind of to tie all of that together, um, I I'm more at peace with where this show is. And I'm not really going to spend every episode wondering where are we going. I think I'm just going to take it as it is and enjoy it for what it is because I understand that it may not be the same show that they thought it was going to be in season one. Yeah, I think that's a, fa- that's a fair assessment of the show. And I think it shows a lot of growth from us. You know, we... yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're adaptable. Think... <laughs> yeah, that's right. And where where I know that there are you know, just people, some fans out there that are very hard set on their expectations and they want things to be a certain way. Uh, I think you and I are just like, well, this is fun, so I'm going to have fun with it. So, you know, we would, yeah, if there is some tie-in eventually back into the original storyline with Crosshair, I mean, that's ultimately what we want. But I, I, and I think we've said this earlier, is that 16 episodes is a lot. (laughs) It's just a lot of shows that a lot of episodes that you have to fill a lot of storyline till. Mm. Um, I think it's too much sometimes yeah. because of it. Uh, you will you will have episodes that feel like filler, um, just just kind of naturally. Um, and even in in series that have because wasn't isn't Mandalorian only eight episodes? Yes. I feel like there were even a couple of episodes throughout the couple of seasons that they've had that I'm like, we didn't really need this, you know. So. Um, to stretch an animated show to sixteen, I mean that's just 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 a lot of the content that they got to fill. Yeah. But either either way, you know, it's still Star Wars. Where you know, I think we're enjoying it. Like you said, I think maybe not resigned is the word, but adapted. We'll say we'll say right. we're adapted to the to what what to expect here with uh with Bad Batch. Yeah, yeah. I think the thought process of just Star Wars fans in general. Um, I think one of the I'll say it this way: one of the worst things about the sequels is not the sequels themselves. Snoke? (laughs) (laughs) We love love Snoke. We love Snoke. (laughs) Uh, One of the worst things about the sequels is not, you know, whether you like the sequels or hate the sequels, I think the worst thing about them is the, uh, the, um, the amount that fans are uh, just, like, become, I don't want to say overly invested, but become reactionary to the point where it's like that was like and it just like almost ruins star wars for Mm -hmm. them right whereas like you were saying you almost just if you have a piece of star wars content that you're not a fan of like think about you know think about what was going on from 1983 to 1999 think about how many people during that time were like man i love star wars how have the next like the first three prequel episodes not come out yet you know what i mean and right. now we're like so lucky that we get m- literally multiple Star Wars shows a year, but I think we are a more, not we as in you and me, but just Star Wars fans as a whole tend to be more complaining at any other point in in the history of Star Wars fandom, probably. So that's always just something I think to keep in perspective too. That we're lucky that we get multiple Star Wars shows, sometimes even like three or four shows a year. Um. So, with all that in mind, I I'll, I don't hate the sequels. I don't hate the sequels. 
They're not my cup of tea, but I can appreciate the fact that they took the time to make them. And I think that's as nice as I'm going to say that. That's fine. <laughs> but I mean, I, I'll say it as much when the prequels came out. You know, I was in right, that era exactly. too where, you know, when there were a lot of people, myself included, that wasn't the biggest fan of the prequels and what it brought. Um, there were some decisions, there's some, you know, directing, you know, that I thought was questionable. But at the end of it, you know, maybe in, you know, I was a little younger then, obviously, but but now kind of seeing where, where all these storylines can link up, you know, and that, and, you know, you've mentioned all the movies and the TV shows. We're talking about books, we're talking about comic books, audiobooks. We have all of this content. And I think that's why, it, because there's so much, people now have the, you know, everything's not going to be a home run with everyone, right? So right. they're going to yell about the one book that they don't like. They're going to yell about the one movie that, you know, they didn't enjoy. Uh, because we are in the world of people, and maybe this is getting to more of a broader um, discussion about society, but we <laughs> we like to complain about stuff, and we're babies about things, you know? So, you know, so I, I think that's what we... Uh, that's kind of where we are now. Mm -hmm. um, but the fact of the matter is, like you said, there's just so much out there. You know, we are very fortunate. We are very lucky to have all this, um, all this uh, media, all this content, um, and be so well-connected to all other Star Wars fans, to the actors themselves. You know, you got Twitter, you got Instagram, you, you know, you have all these, all these ways that you could see all of it. Maybe it's too much for some, but... Um, I just think that we are definitely fortunate, and I'm I'm along for the ride. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. It's a it's a pretty cool era that we that we get to live in, where we get to experience as much Star Wars from lots of different perspectives as we uh as we get to. Well, I guess um having said all that and kind of uh given our given our thoughts on ours as a whole more so the last few minutes uh what did you think about the episode and what letter grade would you give it so i'm a grade on the curve now i mean we we're we're, we're definitely you know readjusting we're, we're readjusting how we're um looking at the, uh, these episodes now um i mean i'm gonna give it a solid <clears throat> excuse me a solid b um just because of uh obviously obviously the uh the introduction of gunji um and seeing, hopefully, that's a story that we're going to see a little bit more of. I really did like the parts about Kashyyyk that we learned. Yeah. About the trees, uh, how important they are. Because when they were, like, essentially, like, bending, you know, and praying with the trees, I'm like, what, what is happening here? And you see at the end, Omega kind of got in on that, too. So, I, you know, I thought that was a nice little, nice little bonus there to see Omega's growth. And she wants to continually learn about the universe she was stuck on um Camino for for however, for however how long and she just wants to learn so i uh, you know i'll give it a solid b i mean there was you know there were obviously there's part of me that still is like but where is this going but you know so so that's why i'll 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 set it to a b but a, but a happy b nice yeah i like that i was i was honestly also going to go with a b uh kind of for similar reasons i guess and, and again maybe we're biased because they threw a you know, a lightsaber and a Jedi in there, but it was like, you know, I can't help myself. <laughs> um, it's great. Part and of, a Wookiee. And a Wookiee. And a Wookiee. Part of, part of the episode that um, we didn't really touch on yet, just relating to kind of the Jedi and, and just the Force more broadly in general, is what you just mentioned with Omega. 
Um, do you think she was doing that as a connecting point with Gunji? Or do you think in some ways we're going to see like force sensitivity from Omega in the rest of the season? <laughs> I had to think about that one. <laughs> I did not think that. But thanks, I'm thinking it now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that uh... would be that would be great. So I mean, <laughs> th that's one thing. Gosh, why? How, how have I not even thought of that? Yeah, I mean, the the one thing that I I, I love Omega's character as she is now. Um, you kind of seeing the growth in there from her. I I, I it reminds me of like Ahsoka, right? Where. Um, you kind of, and Ahsoka was a little bit brattier, I think, to, to start. Toward the beginning, yeah. Yeah, at the beginning. And if I remember, like I said, I, I wasn't there early on when the Clone Wars was released. I, I was, when it went to Netflix, and that's kind of when I jumped in and I was able to see it. But from what I've heard, and maybe you could talk to this, was not a lot of people liked her that much. <laughs> right. Um, kind of early on. Um, but with Omega, I kind of like her pretty early but you know you you see obviously the growth from omega from season to season uh obviously with ahsoka she has become this phenomenon <laughs> within the star wars universe now will omega to get to that to that uh, status i don't know about that but you know to to have a youngling kind of grow within the universe i could absolutely see that with omega if you if you throw the force sensitivity part into it oh yeah there's there's she's going to go uh, far in the universe as well Right. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a interesting point that uh that you bring up. I'm still saying maybe Fee from last uh, <laughs> last episode's got something going on, um, just because I like to to mix things up a little bit. But <laughs> no, but I think Omega is probably a better better bet if you had to choose between the two. Yeah, yeah, I I think the comparison to Ahsoka that you bring up is a good thing because I I think that is the reason why they won't take the force sensitive route. Because I feel like if they do, then they're like encroaching too much upon the similarities because they're already relatively similar, you know, in terms of like kind of the progression of growth that they have to go through almost being, you know, with Ahsoka's case, a Padawan, but, you know, the non-Jedi version of a Padawan for uh, Omega as she is to Hunter, essentially, like, like they're going through these journeys and they're learning from someone who is more experienced than they are. Um, their stories parallel one another relatively closely. And so I think maybe that's the best argument against why they would not make Omega Force sensitive is because then it just starts to become too close to Ahsoka. So, but, you know, like you said, I, I think it is still on the table. But we we shall see. Hopefully uh, we get some more answers. And I really just want to see Crosshair. If, if we don't see Crosshair in these last two episodes of the of the first half of the season, Boy, <laughs> yeah, what a missed opportunity. I mean, I we we don't know that this is the case yet, but yeah, they the his storyline. You still got Cody kind of running around. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, they they need to have Crosshair in this next two episodes for sure. I miss my boy Crosshair. Well, um, we will be there to cover it all. Uh, new episodes of the Hot Hangout podcast, of course, go live every Thursday morning at eleven a.m. Eastern on your podcast platform of choice whether it's spotify apple or you want to listen to the video version of the podcast over on youtube check us out hoth hangout uh at hoth hangout on youtube you can also tweet at us any questions at hoth hangout over on twitter 
or you can always shoot us an email as well, hothangout at gmail.com. Uh, as we previously stated at the beginning of the podcast, the Jedi Survivor game is being delayed about six weeks till April 28th, but still looking forward to that. Probably going to be getting some uh, Jedi Survivor content in one way or another on the channel as well. And officially one month until Ahsoka. Looking forward to it all. It's going to be a fantastic blast covering it and diving into it with you, Joey. Any uh, last thoughts or... Oh, I know one thing, if you wanted to briefly touch on it, um, the the Hasbro announcement. Yeah, there yeah. was a big Hasbro announcement today with a bunch of the figures. I haven't watched the whole video yet, but hopefully we'll we'll take a look and maybe break some of that down. I'm pretty excited to see what uh, all the new figures and uh, new uh, collectible stuff that they have. They, normally, they'll have something for... Star Wars Celebration, mm. so maybe something from there that'll be there, and I believe that's in Europe this year. So I don't know if you booked your ticket yet, but um, <laughs> <laughs> live hot hangout from Star Wars it. Celebration. <laughs> that's right. Honestly, it, it, does it rotate Europe, US, Europe, US? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So hopefully next year it's twenty twenty four. Let's go. Well, uh, we appreciate you so much for listening to the Hot Hangout podcast. Much, much love. And uh, for Joey and myself, may the force be with you.